In this week's parsha, the Torah tells us about the dinim of a carbon Torah. And amongst other things, Rashi tells us that this is referring to a person bringing a carbon Torah for a miracle that he experienced. And Rashi gives four examples. Yodei Hayom, those that go in the sea, those that go in the desert, those that were imprisoned, and someone that was sick and became healthy. These are people that need to be thanking Hashem. As the Pasuk tells us, a Pasuk in Tilim that tells us that these people need to be thanking Hashem and bringing the Yizbuchu Zivchesoide, bringing Karbonois. And the Pasuk actually enumerates these four particular examples that Rashi brought. The Rebbe asks a number of questions. Amongst them, the Rebbe asks, first of all, why does Rashi say that it has to be particularly a thanks for a miracle? Why can't we say that a person just needs to be thanking Hashem and bringing karbonois for other things as well? Number two, if we are thanking Hashem for miracles, why these particular miracles? So in other words, why do we have to say that it's only on particular miracles that, we, that we're bringing a carbon toida? as well as Rashi actually enumerates these miracles in a different order than it says in the Pasuk. Because in the Pasuk, the order is first those that go in the Midbar, then those that were sitting in jail, then the person that became sick, and only then the people that went down into the sea. So the Rebbe, in order to answer this, the first thing the Rebbe says is, that we cannot say that for every single type of thanksgiving and every single type of miracle we're bringing carbonos. Because the truth of the matter is this idea of thanksgiving is something that we need to be doing every single day on a constant basis. We're always thanking Hashem for all the good that He does for us. We're always making brachos and thanking Hashem for the good that He does with us. We're supposed to be even thankful and be appreciative to another human being that gives us a gift and a present. Surely to Hashem, and we find many examples of this already earlier in the Torah as well, with Yidin or Avram Avinu and the Yidin in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, of being thankful to Hashem. So clearly, we're not speaking about regular thanks, because then we would be bringing a carbon Torah every single day of our life. And clearly we don't find any such halacha, or not even that we have to bring a carbon Torah once a year for the rest of the year. Even regarding miracles, it's also difficult to say that for every single miracle you'd have to bring carbonois, because the Yidden in the Midbar would be bringing carbonois every single day that they were there for the amazing miracles that they were experiencing, such as the mon coming down and the clouds that protected them and the water from, the, uh, from um, Miriam's well, etc. So clearly we understand why Rashi is telling us that it's not for every single thing of thanksgiving we are bringing a carbon, or not even for every single type of miracle. If that's the case, then which types of miracles would we bring? Also, for this we look in the Pesukim and Tehillim, and we find that there is a Pasuk that says, and to thank Hashem for the miracles, and the Pasuk enumerates these four things, and that's why Rashi has to tell us that it's for only four particular type of miracles that we would bring the carbon Torah. What about the order that Rashi brings it in? The Rebbe says that's also very obvious and simple. Usually when you try to explain to someone an obligation that he has because of a certain situation, then it would make sense to tell it to him in, based on experiences that he himself had. And if he had several of these experiences, different kinds of experiences, then you would also tell it to him in the order that he experienced it. So the Rebbe says, what did the Yidin experience already? Exactly the order, the way Rashi says it. First, they were Yerdei Hayam, they went through the sea. After crossing the sea, they encountered the desert. So they were Holchei Midborius. And then, 
after they were in the desert, first of all, they were going to be stuck in the desert now for 40 years, but even if they didn't know about that right now, already, just after Matan Torah, there was a situation where they were waiting for 40 days for Moshe Rabbeinu to come down. They're like locked up in this horrible place right now, in this desert, which is like being in a jail. So three out of the four things they already have right away, and this is exactly the order that Rashi says it. First the sea, then the, then the Midbar, and then being imprisoned. And finally, Rashi adds one more, and he says, which this is not something that not necessarily they experience yet. Also interesting, the Rebbe points out that the first three Rashi says in the plural, because this is something that all the Eden experienced already, as opposed to the fourth one, which is something that not necessarily they experienced at all. However, the Rebbe asks a very, very simple question. But what about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Wasn't that also a situation of going out of prison? So why isn't this counted as the first and foremost of all the four? So the Rebbe says, this could be understood based on the Diyuk and Rashi. Rashi says, That means you're dafka imprisoned in a jail. In other words... That it's not only someone that was in a situation, in a harsh situation, in a difficult situation, which is true for the Yidden of Mitzrayim, but it also had to be a situation similar to a Beso Asurim, a, a place that the place itself, in, by itself, is a, is, is a horrible place, is a terrible place, and so on, as opposed to the Yidden in Mitzrayim that were in Eretz Goshen, in a beautiful place. They were enslaved, they were working hard and tortured, but that's not one of the four things for which a person brings a carbon toida. However, the Rebbe asks a question, and that is, that seemingly the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch tells us a very interesting thing. And he says that on Pesach, there's a minik to make the three matzois out of one isorin of flour, out of a certain amount of flour. The reason for that is, because when a carbon toida would be brought, so there would be 30 loaves of matzah, in addition to some chametzik ones, but 30 loaves of matzah would be brought. Those 30 loaves would be made out of 10 isorin, which means that each three loaves are made out of one isorin. So the Alter Rebbe tells us that we make our three matzois out of one isorin because we also went out of Beisasurim, we went out of jail, and therefore we're making the zeicher for the carbon toida just because a carbon toida is brought for one that goes out of jail. Seemingly over here the Alter Rebbe is clearly saying that we are, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was a situation of going out of a base Asurim. So the Rebbe explains this based on another point, of first examining another aspect. And the Rebbe asks a question, we know that we don't say Mizmor Lusoida on Erev Pesach, the reason why we don't say Mizmor Lusoida is because the carbon Toida also had some Chomets Dikachalois, and on Pesach we can't have Chomets. If we don't even say Mizmor L'Soida on Pesach, then how could it be that we're taking three matzis on the Seder table, and this is a Zecher for the carbon Toida, which in the carbon Toida, again, clearly immediately, immediately reminds us that there are certain aspects of Chomets there. So the Rebbe explains that the, what the Alter Rebbe is telling us is the following. The Alter Rebbe is not saying that the reason we're taking three matzois is as a zecher for the carbon toida, which then it would definitely be a problem. Rather, as the Alter Rebbe himself explains, the reason we take three matzois is because we want to have two shleimos, two complete matzois, like every yomtev, and then we have additional matzah because of the lechem oini to have a broken piece of matzah. So when the Alter Rebbe says that it's zecher 
for the the, the isorin to make the three matzos out of one isorin is a zecher for the union of the carbon toida. The Alter Rebbe means exactly that. It's only a zecher. It's only some sort of remote sort of remez for this idea that there is also an aspect of a carbon toid over here. But what's visible on the table is not the amount of flour that you have in those matzois. What's visible on the table is just three matzois, and the reason for the three matzois is for a different reason completely. And therefore, it's not such a problem because it's not really mamish like a carbon toida. Says the Rebbe in a similar way when the Alter Rebbe says Beis Asurim, he doesn't mean that it's an actual Beis Asurim, but it's again like a Remez, it was similar to a Beis Asurim. As the Alter Rebbe himself says, it was Meshibud Mitzrayim. The main issue was the enslavement that was there, which is of course a problem, but the actual Mitzrayim itself is not necessarily considered like a Beis Asurim, rather again, only like a Zecher or a Remez for that. And the Rebbe concludes in the Hayrah, and he says that we need to realize that as long as we're even in Shibud Mitzrayim, even if it's not Mamish, a, 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 a prison, but even if we're just enslaved and we're not completely free, then despite all the good we may have, nevertheless it's still compared to a prison. And therefore, for going out of this, we still need to bring a carbon toide, because as long as a yid is in Golos, as long as we don't have a likus begilui, then the likus is like in a prison, and by the klipo, which is, which is uh, considered choyshech, etc. And therefore, every single day, we need to be anticipating the geula for Mashiach to come and take us out of the spiritual and physical Golos and prison.